We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 173, and tonight we are spoiling... Wonder Woman, the 2017 Yet. Wonder Woman. So if you have not seen that movie... So go see it. Uh, go see it and then come back and listen. Um, if you have seen it, then then tuck in. Here we go. It's going to be a lot of fun. So this is your first, second, third, and only warning. We are spoiling this episode. Okay? <clears throat> so just letting you know... Wonder Woman dies. At the end, it's really weird because somehow she comes yep. back to life for... Yep. Batman versus Superman. It's very strange. She has to she has to drive a plane into an iceberg, and um, she gets yeah you know, she's to, down with the wreckage. Yeah, to, to save the world. Her and Steve Trevor are holding onto an oak door. Right. Sorry, it's taking turns. They both have lived. Right. So anyway, um, if you're wondering who those other voices are, uh, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight <gasps> is Andrew. A naked Chris Pine is always welcome, Jimison. What? <laughs> and of course, I assume you're doing that for Chris Pine, right? Uh, yeah, Mr. Eyebrows himself. Oh, yeah. He's a dreamy man. <laughs> yeah. say he's pining over that man. Dude, oh. He's got the biggest forehead I've ever seen. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you said forehead, dude. I'm, I was, yeah, yeah, I was a little scared. I was like, wow. <laughs> that naked scene really affected Sam. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a forehead at the five head. Uh, <laughs> uh, Corny, you're a man. Logan. You know what I didn't see on that island? Black man. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you're right. You didn't. Um, and Sam always wears a sword with his dress vector. Absolutely. It's easier to st- stab you with. Okay, I was waiting for the threat. You always have <laughs> yeah. some kind of... Um, bodily I'm, harm. I'm, I'm still a little off my game. I still have freaking strep throat, and I'm having allergy attacks. Oh, so, wow. Um, um, no. Just, just to to warn you. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a bit off tonight. All right. Well, that's fair. Hey, we all have our, um, we all have our off nights. I get it. Uh, this yeah. is 2017's Wonder Woman. Uh, we all saw it in the Wonder theater Woman. and decided that we wanted to do a spoiler cast on this. Yeah. And uh, and frankly, I think it was uh, Andrew and Alan's only way to get me to say nice things about a DC movie. So um, <laughs> we will uh, we will start with uh, Andrew, as you always do, sir. Please, what is Wonder Woman? Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. When a pilot crashed and tells of a conflict in the outside world... She leaves home to fight a war, discovering her full powers and true identity. True destiny. 
Same difference. <laughs> Good. Destiny is what I meant to say. Right, her true destiny. Uh, yep, that's it. That's Wonder Woman in a uh, IMDb post. Um, yes. Yes, and right now, just so you know, it's sitting at a seven point nine on IMDb, which I think is I actually think it should be higher. I'd I think be it's kind of low. Yeah, I think it should be higher. It's got a ninety something, ninety three, ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is good. Um, so there you go. Um, really excited to talk to you guys about this particular movie because, well, um, I just am. And uh, there you go. So, Andrew, if you will, sir, start us off, lead us off, be our our, our lead uh, batter, if you will. All right. Well, I don't think that I have the vocabulary to explain how much I enjoyed this movie and how much I loved just every single minute of what was going on. There were epic, uh, the, the battle on the beach was phenomenal. And I was literally on the edge of my seat with my mouth hanging open during that scene. Um, the, I don't know. I, I was in awe also. Now I have children and they're both boys, but I was in awe also of this theater was packed and I saw this maybe two or three weeks after it came out and it was full of mothers and their daughters, which mm. I thought was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and this um, really is the first time we've seen a, a female uh, protagonist that really needs no help from even though they throw Steve Trevor in there he's he doesn't help her at all he, he you know the movie could be done without him as far as helping her is concerned driving the story along though he is kind of necessary mm-hmm. um but I, I this is empowering and in a good way the the tie back into world war 1 I, I thought was great because as we mentioned before this got started we haven't, I, at least I haven't seen that many World War I movies. And I thought this was kind of uh, a great tie in, even though that's not the original story with, of Wonder Woman. It was based more in World War II, but um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was greatly done, greatly acted. The, the director, I really wish she would do the rest of the DC franchise, <laughs> but. That won't happen. I have heard today, though, that they are uh, talking about a sequel. So I'm excited. I did not realize that, <clears throat> excuse me, she directed Monster, that Charlize Theron uh, uh, Ritchie film, uh, Christina Ritchie film. You realize that? That's the one without any uh, eyebrows. Yeah, where like Charlize Theron is, is like scary and, and terrifying. Yeah, yeah, like the one movie where she legit isn't attractive. No, that's not a joke, corner. That's not like the whole, uh, what's her name? Claire Dane doesn't have eyebrows. Like, she like she doesn't. She legitimately shaved her eyebrows. Yeah, she shaved her eyebrows for the role. She's like scary. It's crazy. Uh, but it was like Charlize, I think, was either nominated for or won the Oscar for that role. Oh. I, can't, I can't remember. So, yeah, Patty Jenkins should do more work. I'm, I, I totally agree with you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, no, she's, how do you, she has how do you said that this is the only one that she wants to do, but I she, hope it sounds she like a that. name from like 1950s country music. Well, it does. I mean, like, no, you, you're not wrong. Come I mean, down to the Grand Old Opry. You see Patty Jenkins along George Strait and uh, Wilbur Mc, 
Dibbets. <laughs> I want to see that lineup. That sounds great. Um, yeah, yeah. George Strait's an actual person, though, which is funny. Uh, he's an oh, actual. Okay. He's an actual uh, country music star. There. Did you not know there that? I probably did in the back of my brain. Just like one of those. Usually, little... where I pull those things from. Oh, oh sure. No, I, I'm with you, uh, Corny. <laughs> you <Yelled> up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was distracted. Are you Buddy. looking at pictures of Gal Gadot? Because I am. Uh, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> she is. No, a, um, she is a beautiful. This is woman. Uh, the Superman movie that should have been made a long time ago. <laughs> Um, I'll be honest with you. In terms of a superhero, this was fantastic. I was pleasantly surprised uh, with how well this movie was done. I was even more surprised that they didn't. Um, uh, what's, what's the term? What's the correct term for this? Um, basically, uh, make Diana uh, at some point in time need a man to do something. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. And, and there was no mansplaining in this movie either. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the fact that the effort was made not to do that. So you didn't take away from what she was. Um, again, as these comic book movies are made and uh, I, I'm not, a, I'm not well-versed in the DC uh, comic uh, stuff. Well, I really should be, but um, I, I thought it was I mean, I just thought it was really well done in terms of the character and things making sense. Obviously, um, the origin story for Wonder Woman is, you know, decades old, too. It doesn't really matter how it's told, but I think they did it right. Uh, they, they, they did their version correctly, and um, I just really don't have a ton of bad things to say about the movie. I, uh, as a matter of fact, the one bad thing I wanted to say about the movie uh, was actually explained if I went and read the... Uh, the idea of the Amazons uh, in the DC universe. So, uh, so even my my one bad thing uh, had to, you know, just disappear. Uh, in terms of action, uh, I thought was I, it was incredible. Um, the fighting style was a combination of you know just general hand to hand combat and slow motion things. I thought was um, I, I can't be. It's not unique because we've seen it other places, but. The way they did it was uh, very tastefully done. Mm-hmm. So um, it was fun to watch linearly how action happened. Um, anyway, the point is that I love the movie. Uh, good job, DC, on making uh, an actual good movie. Uh, if you could just do this for the rest of your run, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Um, <clears throat> what are you drinking, Corny? Sorry to call you out, but I just... You oh, don't shit. normally have your camera on, so I. Good to see you, pal. Good thing I didn't pull my dick out. Oh, <laughs> wait, can I say that? <laughs> I wish you hadn't, but you did. I don't want to mark that. Okay. Um, uh, it's called Old Chub, which is also uh, not a euphemism. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Literally, it's called. No, that's all right. Hey, I'm tonight's tonight's beverage is uh, Chick Fil A lemonade. So there you go. I wish they would oh, sponsor man, the show. Way too acidic this time of night, man. That stuff sits in your. In your stomach, it burns you all night. Don't bother me. I eat Sour Patch Kids like they're that's true. Candy? Too. I don't know. <laughs> what do you eat? Like I don't know grapes or something. I don't know. I like I like acidity. That's not the problem. <laughs> now that you said Chick Fil A, now I know I can't have it until Monday. No, and that sucked. Closed. I know. I know. Whatever. Evil. Um, Sam. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Uh, well, I know how I'm, you are. You you're dying. 
Yeah, it's not fun. But let me tell you what was fun. This dang movie. Man, this was... Uh, I had a blast in this thing. I am I am in no way a DC fan um, in terms of these big uh, overpowered heroes in terms of, you know, Superman, Green Lantern, um, even Wonder Woman. And, and I came into this thing thinking, you know, I remember the old Wonder Woman from TV and just how ridiculous and everybody made fun of it. You know, it was just no one took it seriously. And I was it was Batman versus Superman, which wasn't a good movie on its own. But when she came in and started fighting, good God, that was some of the best parts of the movie. And um, I'm so I was so excited to see more of that in this one. Uh, this movie um, could pretty much, you know, you could you could break this thing into into several parts. You've got there's the clock. <laughs> yeah. um, it wasn't even You've minutes. got no, it was. Her, Remember, it's not, uh, it's not her. What you call it? Her childhood. The only complaint I, I really have is I I the mass uh, exposition of her when she was a kid, I thought was kind of clunky. Um, and I, I just, I had a hard time getting into the movie with, with just being around her um, as a kid. Um, but when Chris Pine decides to uh, blow up some Nazis and they were Nazis. steal a plane and crash land, man, did that, the movie start taking off. And, um, I absolutely adored this movie from the time I think Andrew mentioned the, the beach scenes um, up until kind of the end. I, I was a little disappointed as I usually am with these DC movies in terms of gods versus gods. It just seems seems silly. And, and to have the Harry Potter guy um, be the bad guy ripped uh, it totally took me out of the movie. And I think that was a miscasting on, on their part. Uh, for that, really? Uh, yeah, I did not. I did not. Oh, I, I, I loved. I love David Thewlis. He's great. I could, I could. I kept seeing him as the Harry Potter character, and it just it, it totally took me out of the did, movie. Have you seen Dragonheart? Dragonheart, yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy in Dragonheart. The first movie I ever saw him was he was that. He was the bad guy. So then yeah. when I saw him cast as Professor Lupin, I assumed he was eventually going to be a bad guy. Yeah, and then he turned out not to be well, one. So. Seeing him in this role, as soon as I saw him on yeah. screen, I was like, mm, I didn't think he was going to be a bad guy, but I, I figured he was actually going to be. The, the whole movie is just like this doting politician, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're Ares, god of war. Got it. Yeah. But uh, the, the OP battles, it's interesting. I I would have appreciated maybe a little bit more mixing up of what the the humans were doing versus what Wonder Woman and and um, Aries was doing or whatever. Um, but the enti- I, I could go back and watch the World War I um, battle in the trenches scenes and the, the scene in her uh, in the city over and over and over again. The It was absolutely amazing. And Andrew, Andrew kind of hit the, the nail on the head in terms of, I can't wait to show this to my daughters when they're old enough because this is one heck of a good movie. And I, and it, I think it's a movie that, that finally, I don't know, I, I don't know how to describe it, but finally kind of takes a, a female superhero seriously. And I really appreciated that. It, it, it gives me you know, hope that there's something that the girls can look up to that they can relate to a little bit more, I guess. 
How about yeah. you, Sean? Yeah, no, I mean, like, gosh. So it's been well documented that I'm not a fan of the DC movies. I think <clears throat> what? pretty much everything since um, <laughs> The Dark Knight has been utter shit. And um, just not a fan. This movie... I think, and I and I, we we spoke about this earlier a few weeks ago. Oh, it's been like a month and a half now. About um, while, like, why I thought, while I was hearing why this movie was doing so well is because it was compared to a Marvel movie because it had a lot of Marvel themes and ideas. And I was um, talking about it with some friends at work after I watched it, and I kind of, kind of, not really realized this on my own. It was with the, some some other people. That one of the things that makes, and I want to ask you guys, this is a, this is a give and take here. What some of the things I think that make Marvel movies great, but I'm going to ask you guys. Um, we I think we all agree, like Captain America two, great movie of the in the MCU realm, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Winter uh, Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. What is Very that? So. What is that movie? What is it? It's a spy movie. It's a spy movie, exactly. It's a thematic movie, yeah. right? It's, it's a yeah, yeah. That's and that's the thing. They decided to, okay, we're going to make a spy movie. Oh, by the way, we've got superheroes involved. Okay, um, uh, and then you can take some of the other. Not all of them do that. Have yeah. we all seen? Well, the new Spider Man. Yeah, have we all seen new Spider Man? Yeah, we have, right? Right. Yeah. Not yet, but it, I've heard it's more like a John Hughes film. It is a John Hughes film. It, it's a coming-of-age <clears throat> John Hughes film. It's not a spoiler um, yeah. movie to the point that they even make a Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference in the movie. And <laughs> um, and that's what that movie is, and that's what makes that movie so great is because it's not just another Uncle Ben died, I got bit by a thing, oh, I have powers Uncle now. And then, yeah. And but they they have to do that. They have to make them like that. Otherwise, we'd be bored to death. Well, no, they're, it's different. It's so different. That like the whole spider bit biting thing. Not a spoiler, but it's no, like no, no. I'm talking about Marvel movies in general. No, no, you're they right. Have to you're make right. Them you have stylized to stylized into a what do you what do you call it? It's not stylized. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a thematic film. A you're, theme. You're taking yeah. a theme and then and then a putting type. right, yeah, and then you're putting the other pieces together around it. And I think yeah. DC has not done that until this movie. Right, because there. What's the theme of Superman? A Man of Steel. The first half of the movie is his dad telling him not to be a hero, and the second half of the movie is his dad telling uh, his other dad telling him to be a hero. And then there's a lot of things happening in Zod's Mad, and I think that's an, uh, only Orioles. Uh, uh, huh? <laughs> Something that happened in the movie, and I thought, are we at past three years? Sorry. Oh, for Man of Steel? Oh, well, no. I thought that was Sylvester Stallone from home. <laughs> yeah, he was just alone. <laughs> and then you got, and then, and then Batman versus Superman, I think, again, where there's, there's no theme to the movie. It's so many different little pieces and, and whatever. And uh, if you want to go back and listen to our thoughts on that movie, go back and listen. It's, I think it's a good episode. If you like that movie, don't. Yeah, if you do like that movie, then don't. You'll hate me, which is fine. But in this movie, there's a theme, I think, and it's and some people say, "Oh, it's a World War One movie." No, it's not a World War One movie. It's a movie that has World War One in it. That's the vehicle. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of a coming of age story of this woman. I mean, it's, you know, the fish out of water trope. Fine, it's full of wonder. But yes, and a woman. Um, but like she's, 
you know, she's going through this this process of learning who she is as Diana Prince says of the people, Amazons, right? It's it's more than just uh, her being awesome. It's her realizing her her place on this world and what she can and should do with her great power comes great responsibility kind of concept, right? So that's why I think this movie works so much better than any of the DC movies. And some people say, oh, well, it's because it's like Captain America 1, which I don't agree with. I mean, yes, there's, there's, um, yes, they're, they're at a war. Yes, they have a a group. Parallels, but there are parallels. And what's really kind of frustrated me, and if you guys will look in the trivia section under spoilers, someone actually went and made like a list of how these compare to Captain America 1. And I'm like, don't do that. Uh Like, don't do that because yes, they have similarities, but you're there's now someone going to go and list all the similarities between Avengers and Justice League. Like, I'm sure someone will. There's no reason to. So anyway, my point is this. I actually have many points I'll make, but on this particular mo- moment, I thought the movie was great. It was a great movie. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Yes, there was some humor. There's some really sweet moments. Um. I really loved, really loved, and to Sam uh, and myself, we both have daughters, is that they made a superhero woman who's hot, who never uses her sexuality as a weapon. And I really appreciated that. that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I really like that. Like Scarlett Johansson, she does that as Black Widow. She uses every trick in the trade to get ahead. And a couple of times she's using her sexuality as that as a weapon in this movie to her it's just it's not a thing and and i loved watching things through her eyes in their world which was great he's like ah well, welcome to london the whole idea of world war one trench warfare you know why don't you just go take it why don't you just go you know yeah. um yeah brilliant did you guys ever watch the show i think i might have brought this up on the podcast and i apologize if i have have you guys ever seen sleepy hollow the TV yeah. show? The show or yeah, the, the show? No. It, it's wor- if it ever gets on like Netflix or something, it's worth watching at least the first season. I think the first season's pretty good. But the whole oh, con- well, I'm sorry. Yeah, the show, not the movie. Ichabod Crane, the um, the the shortest version is basically Ichabod Crane was a soldier in the Revolutionary War, dies, and then is brought back to life when the Headless Horseman is resummoned. And I'll let you go from there, do your own research. But the kind of the fun part of the movie show is watching him see what America looks like 200 and something years into the future to him. And so he's really confused about all these things that we do now as normal. And and that was kind of what this movie was to her. And it was really funny because, like, there's an episode where in the Sleepy Hollow where he he and his partner, who is she's from this time, she's drinking a bottle of water. And he said, did you pay for that water? And she said, yeah. And he goes, how much? And she said, $3. And he said, $3? We fought a war of independence against Britain for a one-cent tax on tea and stamps. And you paid $3 <laughs> for water? So anyway, it was just funny because like when he took her to London and she's like, it's ugly. And he goes, well, yeah, I guess. And then he takes her to that, that room with all the stuffy old... Um, sorry, 
that stuffy room with all those old white guys, and then they're literally harumphing because she's in the room, which was so funny. I loved it. So, anyway, there's that stuff. Um, oh, my Lord. Sorry. <laughs> I just what? got a text from my work. And one of my students just um, dropped a stack of chairs and punctured a hole in the wall. Nice. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> Makes me feel good to know that it doesn't get any better when they get older. No, they're the same. I'm not going to say too much because I know a couple of them actually listen to the show. But <laughs> don't drop chairs into walls. That's the moral of the story. Um, don't drop chairs into walls. So Sam, Don't, yeah. To your point about that trench warfare scene when she's like, "Let's just go over there and do it." Oh my gosh, that scene was so good. Yeah, it was. And I was reading some of the trivia. I don't know if I captured it for the show or not, but that scene was almost cut from the movie. Oh, geez. What? Yeah. yeah, it was almost. Cut. The producers didn't like it because it was. Uh, they felt too, whatever about it. I don't know what they felt, but they didn't like it. And the director was like, we have to keep the, the scene in there because it shows kind of how freaking awesome she is. Yeah. And, and like, her resilience and willingness to do what it takes to save people's lives. Like, that's what her job is, so to speak. So, I mean, that scene was so good. So good. Yes, <laughs> and, Andrew, you're right. This movie, um, they changed it. They, they do World War One instead of World War Two. And it doesn't say in the trivia, I don't know if they did that because Captain America was World War II and they didn't want it to be too parallel. But in the trivia I did read, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in our in our part of the show, but it did, yeah, in the comics, uh, Steve, Trevor, the man with two first names, and Diana, Trevor, uh, Trevor met in the Second World War. However, I like how he put Second World War and then parentheses put the years of Second World War. Like, oh. like we need to know that on IMDb. No, day and age, you never... Well, yeah, people probably don't know, but that's fine. However, in the film they meet in the First World War, the change in the war was made because the filmmakers thought that that era was more suitable. Quote, World War I was the first time that civilization as we know it was finding its roots, but it's not something that we really know the history of. In this world, there are questions about women's rights, about a mechanized war where you don't see who you are killing. It's such an interesting time, end quote. So yeah. I like that. I like that. I saw an interview from the director talking about that, and that's what she was – she was kind of saying, you know, that people had made the claim that we had seen a World War II film with Captain America, and she said that that's not why we changed it. Oh, good. It, it was purely because of the perspective of the – the hero. Good. I like that. And I like that better. Let's not do a thing because of what they did, but because this is, it makes more sense to do it this way for our own story. I like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I liked, I mean, just, so you have the bad guy, head general guy, general Ludendorff, Ludendorff, who was a real person. That was a real, um, general in, in time. Uh, and he really was kind of this psycho dude that was willing to gas the world. I mean, that was that was all true. And he and his team invented mustard gas, um, which is technically, according to the Treaty of Versailles, illegal, which is why we've never used gas since. 
I mean, technically, pepper spray is illegal, yet cops can carry it, which is interesting. Not a, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a blue lives matter thing. I'm just saying, it's just interesting. It's, it's ten twenty one. Why is? Yeah, exactly. You guys are making fun of me for it. It's fast. Yes, I'd say. Yeah, hick, either Hickory is. Uh, Really behind or really ahead? The gravity here, uh, if we go by interstellar logic, the gravity here is um, it's, is bigger. It's bigger. Is uh, is is heavier than as than we get closer to Sam's. Mm-hmm. As we get closer to Sam's ego, the gravity is heavier. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, did you just call me a black hole? No, a black hole. Sorry. And, and was anybody else uh, in this movie? I. I kept gawking at Gal Gadot, just how absolutely gorgeous she is. Not in terms of an object, but like, holy cow. Yeah. I, I will say wow. when, when she was first cast as Wonder Woman, and even when I saw her in Batman versus Superman, I wasn't sold on her playing Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, she's not the typical, she's not what we know Wonder Woman to be, you know, uh, Linda well, yeah, she's not Linda Carter. And I didn't want Linda Carter, you know, because like you said, or Sam said earlier, that was that was a cheesy Wonder Woman. And everybody oh, did make fun of that. But I just didn't see her. But this movie changed my entire thought about uh, Gal Gadot as an actress. She, I mean, not only is a beautiful actress, but she is a great actress. I mean... I was it pulled into the movie because of not because of her looks, but because of her acting, mm-hmm. and it, I couldn't stop watching. No, you're, uh, yeah, I, I, 100%, yeah, um, it, yeah, and it made and it made it more realistic. Well, here's the thing: for God's sake, Wonder Woman has the the lasso of truth. That alone, the the name of it sounds. Utterly stupid, <laughs> but yet somehow this movie, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a lasso that makes you say the truth." I get it, I understand, and it's not—it wasn't silly. Yeah, and I—I I liked the way there were so many of those little things, what you were saying, Sam, that that I thought worked. And to Andrew's point, yes, she—I mean, yes, she's a beautiful woman, and it, it really helps that she's tall and physically fit. And I had no idea she was in the Fast Furious, Fast and the Furious series, because I've not seen any of those movies after the second one. Um, Which one was that one? That was the second one, Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't know. What's no, that, that the second one was the Too Fast Tokyo Too Drift. No, that was the third one. Was it? Yes. Only there was a central location of. And then after that, they did Fast and Furious, and then Fast Five, and then the Fast Six, and then Seven, and then Eight. I can count. <laughs> anyway, um, so she's in those movies. Which well, is, you're right. Look at that. Well, look at that. Um, but no, she was. Uh, but yeah, Sam, you're right. No, like the Lasso of Truth. I mean, if they would have pulled out an invisible plane, I think I would have barfed in my seat. But um, <laughs> yeah, the whole like the like the sword is the god killer. You're like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then, yeah, the lasso of truth. And when they wrapped it around Chris Pine, like it. Ooh. Corny, you all right? What about the world? I'm alive. I'm, I'm good. You're making weird noises. 
And Andrew was sending links to things. Yeah, I know. Sorry. All right. Little technical difficulty. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew G. Um, go click on the link that Andrew just sent. Anyway. Um, nice little tidbit. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, it, it caused uh, Chris Pine, like, pain when he was, you know, not telling the truth. Like, I thought that was kind of cool the way they did it. Um, I also really liked her team. I mean, yeah, it's kind of tropey. You've got you got the Scotsman who's a thing, and then you have a Native American who's a thing, and and then you have a Persian, I guess, who's you know he's a different thing. So, I mean, that's fine, whatever. That's another thing from uh, the director. She said that she purposely wanted a an eclectic group of people so that Wonder Woman is learning this, learning these cultures, and experiencing. You know, I yeah. don't know. Doesn't really make a lot of sense as far as the story goes, but at least in her mind, that's what she wanted. Well, no, I mean it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. it it's a it's a trope, and that's. I mean, it's not not all yeah. tropes are bad. Um, it, you know, it's it's just a funny thing. You know, it's like we got to make sure we have our thing, and of course, um, because of one of them in the movie, we have uh, Cornelius. You know, so yeah, thanks to uh, our sniper guy. Which is good. So, say good for him. Who um, couldn't actually shoot people? Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he actually did. He ever fire his weapon? I don't know. I so, can't remember. So here's an interesting thing too. I thought was really cool. So I've been playing Battlefield One a lot, which is a first person shooter during World War One. And when I was watching this movie, all of the the shots and sets and the costumes, I'm like, those are straight from the game. Like it kind of made me happy to know that the game actually did research on what the attire would look like. So like when you're looking at the picture of the team together with the, with uh, Declan as the sniper, like when you, when you pick a sniper class, he, he's wearing like a cape. So he can kind of like hide his body and stuff when he's sniping. They, that's how it is in the game. I thought it was kind of cool. Just a random little thing. Uh, anyway, beside the point, the point is this movie was great. I do. I did take a couple of notes. What was my other note? Um, it kind of makes sense why her armor is so revealing, and it's because they live in kind of a tropical area. It's warm. If they had full body armor, they'd be sweating like crazy. So I guess if that's – I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll buy that. And not only that, it's uh, um, just more mobility, you know, since they move with quickness and speed. Right. I think we lost we lost Sam, so we're just going to keep trudging. I think his uh, his wife has come into the room and he's talking to her, so we'll keep on going. So I will say this: he's trying to reset his clock. Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, you got to hold the button and then hit the thing. Oh wait, no, it's the wrong kind of clock. Um, the one thing that I didn't like, and I mean truly the one thing. Okay, there's two things I didn't like, but I talked to Corny about it and he 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 straightened me out because. Because I've read a few books, a few, like three. Well, maybe more than that. About Greek I mythology. I you guys weren't responding to me. I've been muted for like five minutes now. Well, we figured you were talking to Kimberly or something because you were looking not at the computer screen. You looked like you were looking off camera. So we figured you were. Oh, I was for a second, but. Yeah. You know. I'm. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, um. But yeah, Corny was talking to me about, like, again. 
So in Greek mythology, actual Greek mythology, Ares is not a bad guy. He's just the god of war and wisdom. Or actually, god of war and battle strategy. And, you know... Mm-hmm. And Battlestar Galactica. And Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Um, which I've not seen all the way through. Because they pulled it from Netflix, which made me mad. Anyway. Um, so the fact that he's a bad guy is weird to me. Like I, I, that, I had a hard time. Again, that's not the movie's fault. That's DC's fault. Because they changed... Greek mythology. Um, so anyway, and, and demigods can't can't kill gods either. By the way, but that's that's again not the point. Tell that to Hercules. Um, Hercules didn't kill any god. I know I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, he was just Disney. He now you can a tight a a, a a demigod can kill a um, with the help of a god they can kill a giant, uh, but you can't kill gods or even titans. You can only chop them up. Well, what can I say except you're welcome? You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. And now that song's in my head. Uh, you're welcome. Sarah did <laughs> find, my wife found a really great video. It's the song, You're Welcome, but t- the lyrics are changed to be Luke Skywalker talking to uh, Ray, basically <laughs> doing the whole You're Welcome for the Jedi. It's really great. <laughs> I highly recommend you, you do a search for that. It's great. No, so... So again, the whole the fault the fact that Ares is evil and that he must be killed is weird to me. But again, not the movie's fault. That's a DC story thing. The part of the movie, though, where I I actually face palmed was when Ludendorff and the lady chick meet like the higher ups of the German Council, right? And for those of you who are listening and who are still mad that Sam called them Nazis, they're not Nazis, but when the German council was... Oh, that's right. This was World War I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're in that room, and it's a super trope, too, when, like the, 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 when the higher-ups say, we're not going to do this thing anymore, and then the guy takes it upon himself to kill those people. The Red Skull did it in Captain America 1. It was this tropey as hell and would never happen, but fine. It's a movie thing. Movie villains are always killing their henchmen and, and whatever. So they... He takes that, that new gas that he invented and throws it into the room, and then he throws in a gas mask, and they shut the door, and then the lady says, that gas mask won't work. And he goes, I know! And then they both laugh like freaking cartoon, evil, <laughs> snidely <laughs> whiplash, <laughs> and then run off. I literally facepalmed. Other than that, almost a flawless movie. So there you go. That's my one complaint, Andrew. Like seriously, I'm done. I can I can agree with you on that. It was a little cheesy. It was super cheesy. I didn't facepalm, but it was cheesy. Yeah, I so how, I mean, I don't know. This movie had a lot of of, of Zack Snyder esque, you know, fast motion, slow motion uh, stoppages and things like that. You know, where it's really focusing on the on the scene itself. Mm-hmm. And but Batman versus Superman also had the same thing. What was the secret recipe? Andrew, I, I don't know. I, I I think you know people are going to compare as they should probably these DC movies, and and I would agree with anybody who says this this is the best one by far. But you know, I I feel like this movie, as Sean, as Sean has said, you know, I, and going back to my thoughts on Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. Those movies, I again, I still think are good. I, I don't think the Man of Steel is as good as Batman versus Superman, but that's a different, different time, different conversation. 
Um, those two, I mean, Sean has already said, this one's telling a different story. And this one is actually telling a story. And you have a, a, a plot line that you want to follow. And you're rooting for somebody. In Batman versus Superman, you know, I can see where people are conflicted because you're growing up with... Uh, Both some people like yeah. Batman, some people like Superman, and who do you root for in a movie like this? Where they're, you know, you a lot of people hated on that movie because it was what it was, you know, because it was you're pairing up heroes against each other, and and that just caused a lot of people to hate the movie. I mean, of course, there's other reasons that some people say, but I don't necessarily agree with. But um, this one. I don't know. This one is, it has moments where you laugh. It has moments where you emotionally connect with, I mean, it's just a good movie. Yeah, like, I know it is. Even if this were not an action movie with a superhero, it would still be a good film. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you can actually take out the fact that she's an Amazon. What if, what if Chris Pine crashes on an island and is rescued by a woman, not a not a magical woman, just a woman, and then because of her ability to do something interesting, he takes her back to London, and you can still have almost the rest of the movie without yeah. obviously gods fighting, um, and it would have still have been a great movie. I mean, there aren't very many good World War One movies out there. Uh, so was I, it because Zack Snyder wasn't as involved? I don't want to just blame Zack Snyder. Um, I blame you. Sure do. I kind of well, do. I blame Warner Brothers for a lot of it. I I blame yeah. Warner Brothers. They were is trying a good to sell place. toys in the first two. Yeah, well, Warner Brothers is a good place because they gave Zack Snyder too much control. Party Blanche, yeah. Um, so to answer, I think Sam, I'm trying to answer your question: is why did it work in this one, especially with your 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 choices of slow up speed, uh, fast speed, fast slow, fast slow kind of thing? Is that mm-hmm. In this movie, we world they world builded way better. You know, here's the battlefield. Here's the no man's land. It's awful and terrifying and scary. And now she's going to go up to it and walk straight towards it, and it's going to be normal speed. And then someone you know snipes at her, and then we're going to get to watch her and her awesome ability to not only dodge but to react to bullets with her arms. Right, and she's deflecting him with her bracelets yeah. of whatever power. Or I can't. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. Not making fun. I just don't know what they're called. Uh, but she's able to like deflect and stuff, and then she pulls out the shield, and then does kind of a Captain America thing where she's like the guys are shooting all these machine guns at the at the, her shield, and they're just yeah. deflecting off, which was really cool. Again, she's a tank. Oh, she is a tank. And yeah. that, she's a tank for goodness' sake. And that part was great. And mm-hmm. so I think that's what that. Andrew, go with me here, and Andrew and Corny, of course. That scene is reminiscent of what 300 was. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to use the technology to do these things to, in, in, to heighten the, the sense of danger and how mm-hmm. awesome the physicalness of what these people are doing. Right. Does that make, I mean, I think that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Whereas yeah. I don't think that was happening in the Batman vs. Superman or, or Man of Steel. I mean, well, I let's even, look at it this way: Had all of that been normal speed, it would not have had the effect. It wouldn't because have. We wouldn't, we wouldn't yeah. have been able to comprehend what was happening. Right. Whereas I liked that 
and the first time we kind of see her with her quick reflexes and she blocks the bullet with her thing when she's bracers thank you when she's uh when she does it for to save chris pine in the street against those german operatives that was all normal speed and i think that was just to kind of show like just in a small world we had a small world there a small scene and she's doing all this quick stuff and it was really great and i love the fact that chris thought he had to save her and then she saved him (laughs) and he was like oh okay it was just really funny i mean I don't know. I, I liked it. it. It reminded me, again, not to compare movies, but it reminded me of when, remember in Iron Man 2, Black Widow goes into the to the place to get um, Whiplash, and Happy gets out of the car, and he fist fights with this one guy, and by the time he's done beating his guy, she's taken out like seven others. It was kind of <laughs> like that, right? Like Chris Pine finally beats one German, and she's like defeated the rest. I thought that was really kind of funny. Um, anyway. Uh, and and to the other point Andrew made about you connect with these characters. I mean, she and Chris Pines sleep together. It's a totally normal thing, especially in war, to kind of connect with these people. And like what they did was awesome, and they saved these lives. And here's this emotional connection, and you totally get it. And then you're definitely rooting for Chris Pine. And um, uh, I, a giant forehead. He doesn't have a giant forehead. Maybe. Not a giant forehead. No, he doesn't. Go look at pictures of him. He's a handsome man. Chris Pine has a giant forehead. Well, you have a big nose, so that's fine. <laughs> um, that's okay, and I'm losing my hair, so we all have our issues. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I can't remember. The movie was great. I freaking loved it. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't really know what else I can to say about it other than. Go watch it. It was really, really great. I mean, seriously, it was. Um, I mean, Super Spider-Man was probably so far has been my favorite movie this summer, and I mean, I'm saying after that, having seen Guardians of the Galaxy two, uh, I really liked the Spider-Man movie a lot. A yeah, lot. I'm gonna go see it again. Uh, I thought it was really good, um, and I really want to go. Now, one of my friends on Facebook panned Dunkirk, hated it. But really? he hates Christopher Nolan movies. He hates oh, Christopher well. Nolan. He doesn't. Well, I understand that. He doesn't. He doesn't. I love he doesn't. Nolan movies. I know you do, and and I have a fondness for most of his movies too. So, some of them. Uh, some of them. Well, most. I would say most. Um, Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar are kind of the outliers. Um. Anyway, my point was, uh, <laughs> I I do want to see I do want to see Dunkirk. Sorry. Sorry, there's a link. I was looking for it. I Googled Chris Pine giant forehead. Oh, God. What did you find? <laughs> and the, the, the name of this link says, Poor Chris Pine's mother must walk like a crab. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you're a horrible person. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. Um,. No, the other movie I was looking forward to seeing this summer was Valerian, but like not getting good reviews, and it's like a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that makes me. But nervous. it is a, uh, a Val Kilmer movie, or a uh, French guy, Du Du La Roche. <laughs> Keep going. I want to see what else you can come up with. <laughs> guy Guy La Fair. No, what is it? <laughs> no one help him. This is great. No, um, uh, Luke. Luke Luke Besson. There you go. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. 
I knew I could get to it eventually. So somehow you got Guy Lafleur <laughs> out of all that. That was oh, impressive. Man. Oh, I was. I my was, brain doesn't. I was, doesn't work like normal people. I was glad I could go on that journey with you. That was good. I'm and also proud <laughs> that you got the actual answer. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not. He's getting, your boy. He's your fifth element guy. I love. It. Here's here's the funny thing. I was I spent the night uh we spent my wife and I and the kids we stayed at my parents' house last night. My dad just bought a brand new Samsung fifty five inch curved LED TV. Mm. Whoa. And, and he was like, I, I don't know if I like it. And I said, Well, we need a comparison. We need a movie that you and I have both seen a hundred times that we can compare it to so we know how to you know, whatever. And he's like, That's a good idea. And so I put in the Blu ray of the fifth element because dad and I have seen that <laughs> probably more times than any other film together. And and it looked great, and I had just forgotten how much I really liked that movie. So, <laughs> just <laughs> I was laughing at the parts I'm supposed to laugh at, and, and whatever. So I know we did it for the show, and Sam, I know you're not a fan, which is fine. Um, but I, I still like I like the Fifth Element. But yeah, I mean, pretty much the professional and the Fifth Element were kind of his. Though I know he did either he produced or I don't think he directed Taken. I can't remember. Um, because he he had something to do with. Luke Beston, yeah. I know he's done some other stuff. I know we're getting on a weird little little tangent, tangent but, um, but it wouldn't. Uh, oh, he no, he wrote the Taken movies. There's going to be a second Lucy movie? What? How? If you saw that movie, that doesn't make any sense. I really didn't like Lucy. He directed Lucy. He's done a bunch of crap. So yeah, so he didn't direct Taken. He just he wrote it. He wrote the Taken movies. Anyway, it's fine. He did uh, direct the Family, which we watched, which I think we all liked mm-hmm. that one for the for the most part. For the most part, again, Lucy was terrible. Um, did anybody else have a uh, just a brief moment where they thought that this you and Brimner guy was uh, uh, Scotty? Uh, no, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. I, just for a, I mean, for a brief moment, when I first saw him on screen, I thought, God, is that Simon Pegg? No. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, I watched it from a you know couple minutes later, and I thought, no, that's not him. But even my wife asked the same thing. She said, is that Simon Pegg? And I said, if, if it is, he's lost a whole lot of weight, and, I mean, in his face. Right. But, well, uh, in my face. But isn't he also, face. he's also in, in a Marvel movie, isn't he? I don't know. Didn't I? Didn't we make that connection? I thought we did. I'm looking. He was in Snowpiercer. He's the guy that lost his arm. And we all freeze and die. It's in Snowpiercer 2. <laughs> Wait, did you say Snowpiercer 2? That's not a thing. <laughs> Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor. Maybe I'm, for some reason, I thought he was in a, a Marvel movie. They had connected him to no. I'm wrong. That's fine. Um, but he he still is our uh, um, Cornelius guy. So there you go. Uh, Speaking of Cornelius, where are you? you there, Corny? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I haven't yeah. heard you in a while. We do have a Marvel <laughs> connection with Danny Houston, who played Ludendorff, who was uh, what's his name, Stryker. In um, 
Uh, I don't know. The, the, yeah, the Wolverine movie, which was terrible. You have another comic book connection in with Robin Wright, Janae. She was Bruce Willis's wife in Unbreakable, which is a fantastic comic book movie. Um, Hold your horses there, bud. Oh, I love that um, movie. It's good. Oh, it's, it was the last good Shyamalan movie he's done. He, in my opinion, he's done two good movies. He did The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, and then everything since then has been terrible. Well, not terrible. They've slowly gotten worse. Like, Signs was fine until you found out that the aliens were allergic to water, which is really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it would literally be like if humans decided to invade a planet that was ninety or what, 65% arsenic. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other connections to other things we care about. Swing obviously, away. Yeah. Um, obviously, Chris Pine is our Star Trek connection. I don't recognize, and of course, David Thewlis is our... Harry Potter connection that if we care about that. Nope. Um, nope. nope. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it, it did. I, I didn't like that. He was a bad guy, but that's just me. Uh, I, you know, again, it didn't bother me at all because it, I mean, it didn't surprise me that he was a bad guy because again, I'm, I know him as King Einan from Dragonheart where he's the bad guy. So it was a good twist. Uh, I didn't expect it. I didn't either. You know, I'm right there with her. Yeah. Because you just kind of assume. Oh, you're talking about when Chris Pine got naked? Yeah, that was. A, I didn't expect that either. My wife made an audible noise on that. That was pretty cool. Um, I was sitting next to my wife in the theater, and I turn and look <laughs> at her face, and she looks like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, like tongue open. And I'm open, like, could, yeah. you, could you not? I'm sitting right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then when like Gal Gadot, Gadot's doing something, she turns and looks at you, and you have the exact same face. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the entire movie, if, if Kimberly was there with me. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I literally, I was starstruck with her in this movie. I don't know what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, she just, I mean, it was like there are certain people that are just that role. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. forever will always be Iron Man. I mean, he when they, when they, they cast him, we all said the same thing. Really? The drug guy who trashed hotels? Really? And then we watched the movie and went, that was the most brilliant thing John Favreau has ever done for the world, is to give us RDJ as Iron Man. And it's the same thing here. We have to give Zack Snyder credit. He cast her in that role. So mm-hmm. f- for all of Zack Snyder's issues... And there was a lot of negative, negative posts about it because everybody was like, really? The skinny little model? And, and she you was... Know? Yeah, and she's great. I mean... Well, the issue was you got all those people who were saying that were expecting, you know, the comic book versions of the the, the large, or yeah. seemingly large chested oh, yes. heroine with very little clothing on. And uh, as a matter of fact, even uh, Gal Gadot uh, actually makes a uh, reference to that in an interview, I think, with uh, Conan or Jimmy Fallon. I think it's Conan. Um, oh, yeah. She actually says, do you like my breasts? And he's like, wait, what? And, uh, and then she commented on the fact that a lot of people were very angry because she just wasn't boobed enough. Endowed <laughs> enough. A really yeah. terrible thing. Didn't she um, also make the comment that that the typical Amazon or the original Amazon only had one breast? That's right. Like that? It would cut it off for, uh, for uh, better access to their bows and arrows yeah. or, uh, for archery. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I was going to say something. I totally forgot because that completes for me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You right there, Sean? I was talking about, I was thinking about casting. Are you having a stroke? No, I smell toast. No. Um, damn, I can't remember. Toast would be good right now. Well, we just, we were literally just talking about, you were talking about Gal Gadot and how she, oh, the fans. Yes. That was my, my, my joke was going to be, these are probably the same a-holes that got mad at the doc, the next Doctor Who was a woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. Spoiler. Oh, I've never seen. That's not spoiler. It's the news. Sure it is. Sure it is. Well, okay. I, I, guess. I haven't seen the episode. It's not been. They haven't made it yet. They made the announcement. The episode. The first. Her first episode won't air until. Oh, it was the Christmas De- special one. December. Yeah, the Christmas special where okay. her and Gus and Sean save Pasadena from a victim or something or a, a killer. That's true. Yeah, that's all real. Oh, they're doing San Francisco. Isn't that right? Oh well, yeah. It'll be the, the movie will be in San Fran. Um, I mean, I don't. I've not watched one second of Doctor Who, and if Chad were here, he would, God rest his soul, he would slap me, I yeah. know. Um, I just never uh-huh. got into Doctor Who. I don't really know anything about it, and that's my own issues. It's, that's nothing. It's not like it, it looked dumb. I mean, I watched Star Wars no, and Star it's Trek. It's a whole bunch of BDSM. It's so. great uh, up until this current Doctor. I just quit watching it. Mm. Couldn't couldn't take it. Well, I know a lot of people were, like, really mad at David Tennant being cast as the villain in the um, <clears throat> uh, Jessica, Jones. The Jessica Jones series because he was the Doctor Who that so many people loved. And I'm like, he was also a bad guy in Harry Potter. Like, um, he's, he, he seems like he plays a bad guy really well. These fans are also probably the same people who uh, uh, aren't happy with uh, any time a traditionally white characters uh, cast as black. Oh, yeah, it's the same people that got mad that... that spoiler. A little white girl in well, uh, Wally West is black? What? Well, no, but, like, I mean, I guess not a spoiler. If you go to IMDb, this isn't a spoiler, but MJ is not played by a white, red-headed girl in Spider-Man. Well, I've also read that that's not really Mary Jane. Well, because her name isn't Mary Jane. They just call her MJ. <laughs> what? It's it's not really it's not a thing. Don't worry about it, Sam. It, it's uh, not spoiling anything. Yeah. It's not a thing. So without looking at the clock, should be uh, ten thirty six. Ten fifty one. No, not even cool. <laughs> Damn it, Sam! <laughs> and you said you fixed that clock too. <laughs> oh my gosh! You have to find a new place to record. Um, just drive down here to Clemson every night, every Wednesday. Seems, that seems like a good idea. He has me muted, so either he uh, or he's muted himself. So, speaking of South Carolina, I was in Greenville last night. Oh, good. Um, I'm moving on. Here we go. I have nothing else to say except. Uh, wait, did we? Uh, was there? Um, was there no a montage? Was there anything. a montage? Not really. Okay. Well, no, no, no. no so there's, uh, there's definitely a training montage at the beginning. Okay. There was also the trying on dresses and... Oh, that was a good one. I like that montage. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I did capture some trivia for this. I don't have clips, obviously. Um, I I guess I could have pulled some stuff from the trailers, but I didn't. Uh, Gal Gadot was a part part of reshoots uh, for the movie, including stunts, while being five months pregnant. Her baby bump was visible, so the crew created a costume which had a green screen around her belly, which was later removed during post-production. I think that's kind of cool. 
I already mentioned the World War One bit. The discussion in the boat about the pleasures of the flesh was improvised. <laughs> nice. That was one of hmm. my favorite scenes. But yeah, I love the fact that that was all improv. All 12 volumes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man's role is just not needed. Uh, a role was offered to Kate Blanchett, but she turned it down as she would take the role of Helena, Hel- Hela, Hela in Thor Ragnarok. So Good. She can rule Hela. that one. It's Hela. Hela. I can't stand her. Kate Blanchett? Why? Yeah, I don't like her. She was great in the Lord of the Rings bit. She's all scary and things. Yeah. No, oh, okay. Um, I will say this. Uh, She's my female Ben Stiller. For me, my female one would be, um, what's her name? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Ugh. You shut your dirty She dirty is mouth. such a horrible human being. She's being <laughs> sued. Because she was so good in Stardust. Not the same person. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same person. But anyway, she um um what was I gonna say? Oh she has this company, right, that's all about these herbal things. Oh, and yeah. she <laughs> sold like millions of dollars worth of these they're literally stickers that you put on your body that are supposed to like zero out your negative energy and bring balance to you. Like people were spending mo- like Hundreds of dollars because she said this was a thing. She's a total scam artist. Oh, my gosh. I freaking hate her. Done. I just had two kids so that I could bring balance to the force. I just <laughs> uh, well, sort of. You have two boys. I have a boy and a hopefully. girl. So I have, That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, hopefully one of them won't eventually grow up to, to kill I'll you. cut their hand off. Uh, well, then they'll cut yours off. That's true. Uh, Eva Green was considered for the role of Wonder Woman and later for the role of Dr. Poison. Uh, I could have seen her in Do- as Dr. Poison. I could totally have seen her as Dr. Poison because she plays a good bad guy. Though it would have been weird because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have seen her boobs because she normally gets naked in her movies. So. She does. Um, good for her. I'm pretty sure DC would have avoided that. Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not in Miss Peregrine's, but. Oh, she's not, mm-hmm. she doesn't get naked in that role either? So I, I, can, I can think of three movies where she doesn't get naked because she's naked. Well, because she doesn't get – you don't see her boobs, I should say, in the uh, James Bond movie that she's in. But she does kind of get naked. Uh, Taryn Egerton. <laughs> Sean, boob whisper. <laughs> Taryn Egerton was rumored to play Wonder Woman's brother, Linux, which is a really good software. Um, mm-hmm. Or I guess it's an, an OS. Oh, yeah, so, it's so I have multiple things about that. I, I thoughts about that. If you don't know who that guy is, he's the guy that played Eggsy in the Kingsman movies. Which I'm super excited to see the second one. Oh, I am too. I can't wait. Uh, but she has a brother. That is new information to me, Andrew. What's that? Wonder Woman has a brother. Yeah. Uh, also new information to me. Oh, okay. Well, it's probably a good thing that they didn't put it in the movie then, because it would have been really confusing. I mean, technically, everyone Zeus is boned and has had a kid with, uh, or sorry, every kid that Zeus has produced, uh, including pretty much all of Mount Olympus, Diana, Ares, um, Hercules, um, and a lot of other people, uh, yeah, would be... uh, would be yeah her, be her brother her brother yeah. yeah I see what you're saying, um, that's true. 
Yeah. No, I, I kind of see. He was kind of over. He kind of was. Well, here's – so in the Percy Jackson books, and Sam, I know you're muted. He's a bird but actually. He, you love that bird form a lot. Uh, feel free to jump in, um, Sam. But in the Percy Jackson series, that because Zeus the, – to so the big three, Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, uh, because their offspring produced were so powerful demigods, they basically had a rule that they were not allowed to have any more children because the last children they had – resulted in World War II, making the claim that Hitler is the son of Zeus, or uh, the son of Hades, um, and that Churchill was the son of um, Zeus. And so... (laughs) What are your powers? I drink brandy and smoke cigars. (laughs) Well, how else would someone be able to live with the diet that he had if they weren't a demigod? (laughs) Um, That is true. Yeah, so... (laughs) Um, I drink and I know things. I, I have I always eat copious amounts of cheese. <laughs> I love your Winston Churchill. I wish he would do the read with that with that accent. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, and then of course the Percy Jackson you know, series kind of throws that on its ear because Percy is of course a son of Poseidon, and then there's a son of Zeus, and whatever. They all break the promises because that's what gods do because they get horny. Um, uh, Don't we all? Chief, so Chief, who um, our, our Native American guy, who was Eugene Brave Rock, which is cool. First words to Wonder Woman are, uh, forgive me for the translation, but it's Oki Nitakiniko Napi in Blackfoot, Close. which this means, hello, my name is Napi. Napi in Blackfoot mythology is a creator being and a trickster. He is known for being very clever and resourceful. The filmmakers have confirmed that Chief is, in fact, a god. What? Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's how he's able to know things and survive. So we might see him again in a future film? I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, too. It also gives me those powers as well. Just saying. Okay. Who? Aquaman? Aquaman sucks. Sorry. Um, Not this new one. <laughs> Not from what I've seen. Yeah, the new 52 has really helped that image of Aquaman not being a... Oh, yeah. What about the whales? No, I was I was quoting... Um, <laughs> what's it called? Big Bang Theory. When Raj would rather go as Wonder Woman than Aquaman. <laughs> oh, that show. Okay. Um, nothing yeah, I can... The fact that uh, Aquaman is uh, technically just a little weaker than Superman. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Oh, look at that. Almost I, same I, level of invulnerability. I opened a new tab in my browser, and it's, I, it's Yahoo is my default. And at the bottom, it's got these... You know, the, the four or five different stories, and the fourth top story is Wonder Woman sequel officially announced. Yay. Cool. Yay, real-time information. Yeah, look at that. Um, yeah, you will believe be getting this, folks, about a week late. I made that announcement an hour ago. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm posting this. I'm posting this stuff tonight. Um, the soundtrack grade, I'm trying to remember. I I love the soundtrack. I thought it was good. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. It was like the electric guitar. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember now. I was getting yeah. it in the scene where we are in no man's land, mm-hmm. and she's. Uh, I mean, the music there. I I was like, oh, this is great, yeah. and it really just enhanced the senses watching. Well, the whole movie, but especially that 
section. But her theme, ever since it was introduced in Batman v Superman, I have loved it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, rem- I remember it now that you made your little guitar noise there, Sam, because I was getting, because I, I was, I had stuck in my head the themes from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and Corny, Andrew, you've both seen it. We've all seen it, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, Andrew, Sam, you haven't seen it. I have not seen it, no. You have to, uh, well, as I was sitting in the movie theater listening to it, it reminded me a lot of Captain America, the theme. Mm-hmm. A lot. And that made me wonder if it was the same dude. But anyway, I don't, I don't know. Um, Rupert well, there's Gregson, so many of them now, eventually they're going to start copying each other's. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Rupert Gregson Williams is the one that did Wonder Woman. Uh, if that name is familiar to you, it's because he's the guy that did the Chronicles of Narnia, which was really good. I thought that was Henry Gregson. I love the Chronicles. Oh, you're right. You're 100% right. That is Henry <laughs> Gregson Williams. So then I don't know who. I guess it's his brother. Son? This is, this is the No Man's Land theme. Yeah. Getting, getting ready to go over the wall. We're all slow moe here, inspirational bit. Oh, this is great. It's kind of Hans Zimmery, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Anyway, um, and flagged on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we probably just got kicked off YouTube for that. No. Um, that's fine. Whatever. Totally Best worth part it. Of the movie hits down. I can't believe they almost yeah. lost it. Oh, I know, right? Uh, I already played that. Excuse me while I whip this out. Sorry, that was soft. Let's try that again. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. There we go. Oh, it is called. What? <laughs> I was confused. I'm like, wait, is that me? Oh no. Uh, we decided to do top three DC characters for this uh, for this this podcast, this here podcast. Uh, your favorite top three, your your top three DC characters. We will are we are including Wonder Woman um, in in this particular game. We typically don't do that, but we're going to do it for this game. And also, um, somebody shooting Nerf guns in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I did ask the team uh, that they would uh, provide the movie or the source of their character. So I guess technically it's like if Batman Michael Keaton movie is your number one and then Batman um, uh, what's his name from the Batman Begins movie is your like that's your top two fine Chevy Chase Chevy Chase yeah that's him Um, Chevy Chase the Batman would be really weird (laughs) Um, (laughs) Russ and then he would drop the n-word and then get fired so yep Um, Andrew (laughs) okay um, I have always been a DC fan and I've been a fan as long as I can remember. I was specifically of Batman, uh, and the animated series Batman when I was growing up was what I watched every day, you know, religiously when I came home from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, honorable mention is going to go out to the Joker played by Mark Hamill mm-hmm. or voice voiced by Mark Hamill. Um, and I, he's, Always done a great job in my mind. I think. Have Have you heard the him do the Joker, but reading uh, Donald Trump's Trump tweets? tweets. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but the really great one is Andy Serkis as Gollum reading Trump yeah, tweets. Yeah, I just saw that so the other day. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, quite good. Um. Okay, so number three, I'm going to go with uh, Heath Ledger 
in the Dark Knight as Batman. I mean, that's the Joker. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the best on-screen live-action Batman that we've had, and I will stand if I, uh, behind this one hundred percent. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. I, yeah. As, I don't disagree. As Batman. And then number one has to be Wonder Woman. This movie I is right now, anyway, until the rest of them come out, my number one DC film. So, Cal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. Hey, it's fine. Sam. Uh, I'm sorry. Corny. Yo. Um, so, mine are essentially all going to be uh, from the animated universe, because I've watched actually done those. The animated universe is fantastic. Like between Marvel's animated universe and DC's animated universe, DC's animated universe is. Oh yeah, it's totally funny. kicking Marvel's butt. They they uh-huh. they figured that out a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's hilarious because you could go, "Hey, copy what you do there." Well, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, my number three uh, is going to be. Um, Uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, and more from uh, the um, Justice League Limited and that stuff because um, uh, of his power set and how he uses it. Uh, my number two is going to be Nightwing um, as a, just a general character. Uh, Nightwing being the uh, different, the next persona of Robin, uh, the Dick Grayson Robin, and. Um, and my number one is uh, Batman, uh, specifically uh, from the movie uh, Public Enemies, uh, where he and Superman uh, have a bounty set on him, and uh, Batman uh, essentially fights a bunch of metahumans at once and kicks all their asses, which is, in, you know, again, because he's Batman. Sorry, because he's the GD Batman. Mm. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah. Uh, Sam. All right. Well, maybe Corny can help me out. I, I don't know if I, 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 I wrote this down wrong, and because I said Batman from Batman Beyond, but it's not Batman. Batman's the old Batman sitting behind the screen. Oh, it's Batman, and is uh, it Nightwing? Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. It's okay, still so Batman. It's just Batman not Beyond Bruce Wayne. Guy. Yeah, and that 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 guy actually is a a, a genetic clone of Bruce Wayne. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I, I really enjoyed the the animated series back when I was growing up. Um, of Batman Beyond. I've got to put uh, Mr. Arrow from uh, Arrow. Sure. Um, <laughs> Mr. Arrow. Talk about... He, would you call him anything else? Well, it's just <laughs> what he, he goes by Arrow, so I wouldn't... Yeah, Mr. Hello, Mr. Arrow, sir. Yeah. Um, the hood. Uh, I, God, that, that TV show, um, in terms of DC Universe, that really brought me back to it, and I like how they humanized it. Even though they have the stupid CW gobbledygook love story crap, uh, you know, teen angst in it. Um, the action is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you want them to get off your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my number one DC uh, character um, saved the day if it wasn't for uh, the meddling Batman in Dark Knight, uh, the Joker from Dark Knight, um, who was just trying to save the city, and uh, Batman kept getting in his way. <laughs> and uh, Billy Zapka is the real credit kid. I get it. Yep. <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I've seen the, the uh, theory on that. It actually makes a ton of sense. 
It does. It yeah. does. No, Have you, you seen it, Sean? Oh yeah, I've read that. You showed that to me a while oh, ago. Okay. Yeah, and I and I okay. read it. And I, I mean, I, again, don't really disagree. He he kind of wrecks the mob. He kills a yep. bunch of corrupt cops. Um, uh, he um, he kind of forces a, a galvanizes a city around a hero or around a villain, um, and kind of shows other people who they truly are. I mean, he kind of is a anti-hero. He just does it in a really horrific way. Um, by blowing up hospitals and things. My number, oh, so my been? number uh, three. So again, my my DC uh, universe is limited. I did watch Batman the animated series. I just don't remember any of it. I know I watched it as a kid. I just don't remember it. Um, oh. much. I just don't for some reason. Um, but uh, what I did watch a lot of, and I mean a lot of, was Teen Titans. I watched the hell out of that series. <laughs> Freaking loved it. And got so mad when they ruined it by making Teen Titans go. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> my honorable mention is the Teen Titans, who basically uh-huh. I'm, who I'm not going to mention in my top three. So no, my number three would be Robin from Teen Titans. Um, <laughs> I really like his character and the voice. The voice guy who does him does so many other things that I every time I hear his voice, I'm like, hey, that's Robin. And my wife just says, don't care. So anyway, number two would be uh, Steve Amell as Arrow because um, mm-hmm. that show was really great. That kind of got me back into DC on the TV side, though I've completely missed the last season. Um, and my number one, honestly, you guys might laugh at me, and I don't really care, but my number one DC character of all time is Beast Boy from Teen Titans. He cracks what? me up. <laughs> He's my favorite. He's so great. He's just a kid. He's just so funny, and he turns himself into funny animals. And I just I like the idea that I love it in, in the show. And like he's fighting a bad guy, like he turns into a gorilla and he's punching him, and the bad guy like like grabs him and throws him in the air, and then he comes down like as a sperm whale, you know, and just crushes him. Like it's funny. I just I like the movie, so or like the show. So Beast Boy, my number one favorite. Um, no, I will say this: I do like the fact that we didn't choose Superman at any of our. Well, I have a hard time with Superman. OP. Yeah. He's, he's OP, and you can't, you know, he's you kill him, and he's really not dead. He just goes to sleep. And, um, I don't think that we've seen a great on-screen Superman yet, or animated or or live action. I mean, I think. Oh, I, I uh, so I I, to, I, I like Jim point. or Harry Henry Cavill, whatever his name is, the guy Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the right the right cast for it. I just don't think we've seen. The I think best. he's the best one so far, but yeah. I just don't know that he's... What are you saying, Corny? I'm sorry. I was like, to that point, uh, Andrew, uh, you should watch... Um, there is a Justice League... Uh, oh, the one before Unlimited, whatever that series was. And um, to watch that Superman uh, fight uh, Darkseid, uh, that'll make you like him just a little bit. Darkseid? Oh. <laughs> Left side, yeah, but dark side. But in <laughs> nice, but in that fight, uh, he gets he actually gives probably the most badass speech I've ever heard Superman give. He goes, you know, I live in a world where it's just paper for me, and I have to be so careful, and it's really hard to find a, an opportunity to let loose. But you, I think I've seen, I think I've seen it. I'm just. I'm not putting it together right now because I've watched with my kids all the, you know, the newer ones, Justice League Unlimited and 
uh, whatever that I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I mean that one was okay. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I don't mean like it's going to make you like the character on ton, but yeah. that scene was like, oh, okay. It actually kind of makes it uh, a little uh, for me makes Superman a little bit more interesting because yeah, I guess imagine being just the absolute most powerful thing uh, for you know almost an entire universe, and you can't go full force on anybody or anything. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Continue. Sorry. Um. I no. I was um. Uh, distracted. Uh. Here we go. Derp, 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 derp. Yeah. Wait. What's supposed to happen? Well, this is where we do our out of ten. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um. Out of ten. Here we go. Uh. Andrew. Well, like I said, um, I really enjoyed the movie. I found very little wrong with it. Um, I do agree with you about your one face palm moment. You know, there was mm-hmm. very, very few, if any, you know, except for that one. Um, and so, great story, directed well, uh, acted well. I give this, uh, well, let's say, an eight point eight out of ten. All right. Cool. Good. Uh, yeah. Corny. Uh, when I mentioned like my opening statement, there's one thing that, that bothered me, but in terms of reading about Wonder Woman and all that stuff, uh, the Amazons are, were, you know, are kind of designed to spread the idea of love, apparently from the comic books, by the way. So at the end of the movie, um, which is kind of giving the love speech and things like that, that was a very odd but it makes sense in terms of, of the Amazons as, in a, as a whole. With that being said... Death by Snoo Snoo. Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go watch Future Rolling with the uh, body is... <laughs> Weak and spongy. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Sean, you know who was brought in to reshoot uh, Justice League? Well, you know, he's not... To finish it. Yeah, it's Ron Howard. Oh. Joss Whedon. Oh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, Ron Howard's finishing... He finishing something else. Uh, uh, Han Solo, the Han Solo movie. Yeah, yeah. Your microphone oh, sounds terrible all of a sudden, Dan. By the way, in ten. So your Was microphone. There? You sounded like you were fourteen feet away from your microphone for some reason. Sorry. Okay. Probably got his, probably got his pants off. No, um, <laughs> oh, no uh, yeah, I, I did see that. But Joss, I mean, he's coming in so late. And for those of you who don't know. Or care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Zack Snyder stepped down f- from f- from finishing up Justice League because um, his son committed suicide, and it's a really horrible story. And he took a couple of weeks off, and then decided that he would go back to work, figuring that you know if he just dove into his work, that it would help, and it didn't. And so he's taking the rest of the movie off. So they've pretty much filmed all of principal photography. So Joss is literally coming in to just kind of. You know, do a couple little reshoots and then help edit and put a final stamp on it. So, I mean, he's really going to have very... So, to anyone that's at home going, oh, yay, Joss is coming to save the day. No, this is a Zack Snyder film. It's not like Joss is coming in and rewriting the movie. Um, Now, I will say, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the guy what directed the the War for the Planet of the Apes movie is directing the new Batman movie. And mm-hmm. he has come in and completely thrown away the Ben Affleck script and has, com- has completely changed the movie. Now, War for Which the Planet of the Apes is, 
yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes is sitting at like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, the the thought is that that's a good thing, that he's going to be the right man for the job. So I haven't seen the second Planet of the Apes movie yet. We have a DVR, so we're actually going to probably watch it soon. It's really good. Um, I, I wanted to see it. We just didn't. We I own the first one. I really liked the first one. Um, anyway, uh, Corny, you you didn't finish your – you didn't give me a score. Sorry. No, I did not. Um uh, the the score actually, I'm going to give it a 9.1. All right. Uh, I thought it was the obviously the best DC movie um, in the uh, the film universe, and um, just well done. I think top to bottom. Okay. Yeah. Hey. What did I give Batman versus Superman? I can't score this lower. Batman versus Superman. Uh, I don't know if we yep. were you around for that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was around. Okay. I'm just trying to see if I still have if we were doing that score thingy. I think I was Batman versus Superman. You gave the, that movie an eight point seven six five. So you gave this an eight point eight. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I might have to bump it up. Still works. It, it works, but I, maybe bump it to a nine. You know what we should do? Wow. All right. Go, Go back on. and take some of these movies that we voted higher because we were, you know, it's a different time. Hi. And uh, go back and oh. revote them. Well, I don't know. I mean, because we all admit that you know, if as high as uh, you know some of these movies are, they shouldn't be. Oh, by the way, corny. It was a different time. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was looking for it. Oh, yeah, and Joe Pesci because we haven't said it yet. Well, like. Nice. See, and I see why you say that because we look back at the list and go, "Oh God, yes." Um, Civil War probably shouldn't be as high as it is, and and um, Avengers: Age of Ultron probably shouldn't be as high as it is. But you know, I'm that's the way we felt at the time. Yeah. You know, so like if we go back and start changing the numbers, I, I think that kind of cheapens the point of the ranking. Personally, okay, that's just kind of how I feel. Because I mean, I mean, because uh, then I, I don't know. I still think Saving Private Ryan has a very there's a reason why it's number one because it's a fantastic film and I loved it mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to I don't want it to be something else just for the sake of it being something else. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with movies like Pirates of the Caribbean and The Mummy being higher than legitimate great films like The Breakfast Club or Jaws or the exorcist so okay i'm I'm, I'm okay with that and all those things are real by the way uh uh i had not i had forgotten that pirates of the caribbean was as high as it was anyway uh sam all right um like i said before the the first part of the movie kind of i don't know drug along for me to a little too much exposition um uh, which which takes the score down a little bit for me, and then of course, um, just some kind of some clunky direction here and there uh, in terms of I don't know I I, I did not like the Harry Potter actor um, being the bad guy, and then I don't he just seemed off for me. Of course, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, so I'll probably give this an uh, I'd watch it again uh, eight point one. All right. Out of time. Yep. Okay, cool. 
Uh, I thought it was great. I, I'm gonna the score I'm gonna give it is not just based on the fact that it's a good movie. We talk about this all the time: expectation versus reality. I went into this movie with zero expectations because so many of the DC movies had disappointed me, frankly, that I had no expectation. Now, Corny had seen it first, I think, of the group of us and said, it's fantastic, go watch it. And some other friends of mine who had seen it also said that it was really great. But I still had very low expectations for the movie just because of uh, the nature of it being DC. And that may be fair or unfair, but that's just my reality. So because I walked away so thoroughly enjoyed and entertained and my wife and I talked about it for a while and we and she really liked it and she liked all of the you know the things that basically some of the things that I talked about tonight were her ideas about like I'm really glad that they didn't make her use her sexy body as a weapon things like that um and the comic relief of the funny secretary and 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 corny I'm going to be real honest with you your middle name was almost the joke about Secretary equals slavery, but I thought some people might not find it very <laughs> funny. Better at that one. So I'm not making the joke. <laughs> okay. And by his silence, I'm thinking, no, he just quit the show. Um, uh, yes, that is correct. That's fair. Um, so I thought it was a. I thought that I thought the, the, that she was a good comic relief and all that stuff. So with all that having been said, I'm going to give this a really solid eight point seven five because I really liked it a lot. And um, there you go. That's it. That's our movie, and at eight point that that turns it into an eight point seven three, for those of you who care, which will plant it firmly underneath Logan. Ooh, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, like right under Logan, above the usual suspects, and hmm. it also kicks uh, the Force Awakens out of our top ten. So there you go. That's a shame. It kind of is. Um, that's all right. That's a movie. Scott Pilgrim's still there, right? Oh, Scott Pilgrim is uh, uh, firmly entrenched at number four. Yep. Above Logan. Or it should be. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, um, Here we go. That's it. Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews. What are we doing next week? Next week week is the thing that I can't find. Where is... um, That's what I was looking for. It is... (sighs) Sorry. Uh, assuming it's, it's streaming, which I think it is, it's Alice Through the Looking Glass is next week. Yeah, it's still on there. Um, yeah, I think I saw it the other day. So that's it. Alice Through the Looking, Gra- Looking Glass is next the week. Wookie-glass. The Wooking Glass. Um, Mowage. Mowage <laughs> uh, is something great. Uh, go to uh, our website, CheapSeatReviews.com, where you can see our previous shows and do it, do it now. Um, stuff like that. And links to other fun things like uh, our iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that stuff. Where you can leave us reviews. Do that. Go leave us reviews on all of those those places. Except for YouTube. Don't do that. I'm just teasing. You can. Uh, like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. You can check us out on our Anchor app. And you can also find our Anchor app is now a podcast. So we actually have, there are two Cheap Seat Reviews podcasts floating out there. Um, this show the and then one. the uh, Anchor Show, which is a five-minute little uh, deal, which I did a review of Cars Three uh, this week. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, that's gonna do it. And of course, send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, I think I said the Twitter. Yeah, at cheapseatcast. So that's gonna do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Sam, Corny, what? 
<laughs> this is Sean. Uh, Sam's uh, uh, clock. This is Sean saying thank you for listening. What? His clock. Grandfather clock. Did you just say funky butt lover? <laughs> this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night. <laughs>